0: The future of skills. Hi, it's Craig Weiss on the Amazing E-Learning Roadshow and I'm coming from you today, or coming from Southern Arizona, our first stop here on the Amazing E-Learning Roadshow. This is the future of skills. I'm sure you've heard this phrase, it's everywhere. Some sites provide the answer to the question, what are the skills of the future? Yet that shouldn't be the question. What should be the first question? What do skills of the future mean? How does it apply to those individuals who are working in corporate? How will it apply to those in education or farming or with blue-collar jobs? These are the questions that everyone seems to be avoiding. And it's a shame because not everyone works in the corporate sector. The world of economics, uh, economics forms job-focused, focused only on business, not farming, nor education, nor any other sector that is in business, i.e. corporate. In this post and in this commentary today, I will refer to corporate to include for-profit, non-profit, and associations. So I should have noted in, in today's podcast, what is the impact of universities and colleges related to training students for the skills of the future? Perhaps a better way to say this is that if we go by their track record during 2020 with remote learning, and that's EdTech's term, not mine, this is online learning, I'd say it's pretty dismal. I mean, it was was synchronous-based learning, which overwhelmingly does not work. Universities and colleges should be embarrassed for how they decided that students away from physical locations should learn. If anyone set back the e-learning industry for ed tech, it was the sector itself, universities and colleges. I mean, yes, there were exceptions, but they were far more griping about how awful e-learning is than love. Instead of boring everyone with Zoom or web conferencing calls, they could have done any of the following. They could have created asynchronous basis courses, allowing students to bounce around and focus on areas of interest and knowledge tapping into developing skills and building them by having real life scenarios within the course each chapter actually i've actually done this and it and it works you can provide the content first and then let them go and an average uh utilize it tapping into gaming through skill building and applying those skills to other content items that they would have access to online now we're not talking about people buying a $50 latest greatest simple fun game uh, that could have been created or found on the net. Project-based, project-driven, tying into learning uh, for skills for that subject matter and application. If online, a virtual lab or virtual camp, if online, there's way too many options. Leveraging social that the kids are using today with the creation of videos on TikTok, for example, around a specific skill for them to learn tied to the subject. I mean, what is the training one people often do at the beginning of so many sessions? How do you make a peanut butter sandwich? It requires you to use a variety of skills from formulation to the process to implementation. Remember, it is step-by-step crucial thinking exercise. Hello, business skill. Part of the blame has to be on the learning systems focused only on the ed tech market. Because I couldn't find one that has skills functionality like a skills library tied to various learning subjects. The ones who do, they also play in the corporate market. This is why corporate will have to be the ones who identify, build, develop the skills of folks entering the workforce because it won't come the way of the universities and colleges, not those who offer at least 50% of their programs, 100% online for a degree, which means you never have to be in the classroom, nor those where students attend a physical classroom setting. Sure, it depends on the subject. I mean, journalism usually involves learning skills from reporting, typing to leads, et cetera. Compared to say philosophy. But why couldn't you take a subject like philosophy and tap it into a business or non business setting and allow the student to explore what are the measures to resolve XYZ from a philosophical or ethical standpoint? The point is that you, the head of LD, or you, the head of training, or even you, The head of sales or HR product or whoever is going to be the main person responsible for providing skills for these folks. Life skills, technical skills, professional development skills, and so forth. Soft skills is just one part that everyone knows. But even some basic skills that you think they will have acquire in their schooling is going to come to a bummer to you because they haven't. Today, kids are using technology everywhere. Great, you think. But then you consider what's taking place in Japan, where young people in the college in their 20s are hiring people to help them on dates. Now, this doesn't mean three is a crowd here. Rather, they hire dating experts to help with having a conversation, communicating, listening to another person on a date without looking at their mobile device. That, the art of communication, listening, Eye contact is going by the wayside, and it's a life skill. It's not something normally offered in non-corporate, let alone the corporate setting, because it goes beyond customer service or communicating with your type of stuff. Listening is a crucial skill, and it will be in the new world post-COVID-19. Look, COVID-19 is going to still be around, so when I say post-COVID-19, I refer to the way business Farming, education, everything changes. Now, in the corporate world, everywhere I look, I see technical skills, technology skills, skills to be a data scientist, skills to be something with technology and so on. What they forget is that not everyone is going to be a data scientist. Not everyone is going to be using Python or another programming language. Not everyone really needs to know how AI or machine learning or deep learning works. And yet this is an overwhelming push to technology skills. The skills that people need in 2022 will be the following in the corporate side. Communication, writing, and teamwork with a remote workforce. The majority of white-collar workers are not going to return to the office. Traditional companies such as Ford have stated that they only need to be there two or three days a week. My vibe is it will be dependent on what you're working for. Target has cut back its main office space in downtown Minneapolis, which is their headquarters, and follow the same two or three-day thing. And then there is will be many more that follow suit, just as there's plenty who have realized their workers never have to come into the office. Now, there's gonna be exceptions. Facebook, for example, right, the big tech company, has stated they want their workers back in office, to come back to that office. But, you know, the more common's gonna be remote. Communicating with someone remote through Teams, Slack, or other SaaS solutions and apps requires finesse. They can't see you, thus Tonton becomes critical. It is easy to misrepresent something because you're thinking in one tone when they could be writing in another. Grammar becomes relevant again. Effective writing, too. Any verbal communication will likely come via one of these apps or through Zoom or similar, which requires skills around the team, building rapport, eye contact, facial expressions, and so on. When people see others looking at a mobile device, they will think they're not paying attention. And yet that person might be typing what is being said. Microsoft Office 365 skills. People are working from home. They're using their own computers and thus their own products. If they're a Mac user, they may not be using Office 365. So, you know, if you're in a your company, get ready to apply it for them. Yeah, assuming they're not. Word 365. PowerPoint 365. Excel 365 become everyday tools in the remote workforce. Outlook 365 and Gmail, too. Yet there are plenty of third party content providers who like Gmail training, for example. The skills to acquire here go beyond how to open a file. I attended the presentation, a presentation the other day, whereas they couldn't figure out how to go to presentation mode for the PowerPoint resulting in a few minutes of watching them on screen, move around the mouse. And these were well-educated professionals, one of which had technical skills. Internet SaaS solutions. Again, tapping into the remote workforce angle, you're going to have more and more people leveraging these software as a solutions, apps uh, than before, and that includes platform as a service. Especially if you're in the workplace, where you can block the internet and block social. They're not going to be able to do that anymore. People ignore the social media site, but you should seriously look at getting content or communication tied around social. This is because there continue to be mishaps on social media with workers who say something or do something, or now everyone and now everyone sees it. Even if they say, these are my own views, it won't matter if the comment is offensive or disgusting in some fashion. The complaints are going to be coming to you the company, the business, and so forth. Technical tied around apps like Teams, Slack, and soon others to follow. Too many tech skill sites focus on the programming language, coding, or algorithms. Again, great if you're into that, but the majority of the workforce isn't. It's not relevant. What are the technical solutions they're using daily? Those are the skills you want them to learn. Critical thinking, reasoning, complex problem solving, situational problem solving skills will be important as technology skills. You know, not everyone is gonna need to know how Mr. Roboto is going to work. Learning robot, you know, learning robotics, especially if Mr. Roboto uh, eventually replaces the human worker. Skills tied to the job role are obvious, but push past that and tie into skills that tap into the person themselves. This means life skills, sometimes known as personal skills. Time management is a skill. Identifying stress and the ways to resolve that, or at least relax, is a skill. Maybe you decide to offer the skill of meditation to your employees. No one is forced to take it, but there will be those who do. Well-being becomes a critical part of the skills for the future in day-to-day corporate experience understanding the impact of new to technology now this is not the same thing as learning a tech skill rather it is acquiring skills to adapt to the ever-changing world regarding uh, regardless of the business now foreign language i know most people disagree especially learning systems but learning a new language even if it's 10 words is a great value part life skill part Part, professional development. We're in a global village, as Marshall McLuhan rightly predicted back in the 60s, and not everyone speaks the same language. The fact that millions of people every day are on a mobile device taking a foreign language should tell you that it is relevant and of interest, yet you hardly find it on a learning system or even content the vendor will add to the marketplace. Upskilling. You know, it's a wonderful word, truly wonderful but um, how does that exactly work if I'm not aware that I need the seal? You know, upskilling sounds like a word that belongs in the ivory tower. That's a term uh, we use in, uh, back in the day in academia. It's a, it's a term related to academia. Reskilling sounds great too. Unless those folks happen to be blue collar who have lost their job, then pray tell, are they supposed to get that reskilling? Who's providing that to them? How many of your blue collar workers at your company do you offer reskilling to? How many of them do you offer them new skills to acquire beyond their job role? Ask yourself, is upskilling just for a privileged few or is it for everyone at the company from the executive assistant to the C-suite? The problem is is that upskilling and reskilling are now parts of the lexicon. Great if you're one of the folks who are offered that. Not so great if not. And it isn't a one for all, all for one type of thing either. Usually, it's one of few. Now, safety skills. If your workers are not going to be working in the office, then these skills can be tweaked. From the office to the home, again, life skills around safety. It's a different mindset to be sure, but one that's relevant. Blue collar. Tap into more skills around what you offer to your white collar workforce. It always amazes me how many companies rely on the plant worker, the maintenance worker, the person in the field for day-to-day operations, yet fails to offer them any skills that go beyond them doing their job. It is if they see, the company sees that these people do not have any aspirations or interests in acquiring skills that are not job-related. Trust me, they are... Critical thinking is very relevant. Decision-making, relevant. New technologies that are coming, relevant. Automation may be relevant to one set of your blue-collar workforce, but not the other. Listening through is universal. Teamwork, universal. Problem-solving, relevant. And the list goes on. To utilize any skill, Will require L&D or the training department or a learning system to incorporate scenarios that can be leveraged to learn and apply these skills. <clears throat> Excuse me. Virtual labs or virtual camps, digital scenarios. If you're a small business or one-person shop or a consultant or someone who provides services, the skills you will need for 2022 include customer communication. If someone is in a mask and doesn't want to, they're not wearing it. What are you going to do about it? Conflict resolution, de-escalation becomes crucial. Decision making. I'd argue that this is one skill that everyone needs because they see it daily where folks can't make a decision with pondering on it for a long period of time. Now, there's going to be times you're going to need to make a decision quickly. And in 2022, speed and efficiency will be critical. How do you use solutions such as Venmo? If you haven't heard me, trust me, you'll want to. I use it, it's fantastic. Uh, My stylist accepts it, my landscaper uses, my painters use it, my friends use it as well. It's getting a lot of attention, it's owned by PayPal. Uh, I now offer it for folks who wanna pay for my business services who have a Venmo account. Technical as it pertains to your small business, from how do you do payroll, budgeting, accounting 101, to managing a workforce around hiring and retention. Understanding data protection, especially if you're capturing data, is a worthwhile skill. The bottom line, the future of skills is not only technical or the usual groupings that you need every year. Professional development will be very relevant and a must-need beyond skills tied around job role. The big skill, though, the one set of skills that corporate and thus many are missing is the one that all workers will need help with life or as those in training and L&D will come to know it life skills